Hi, and welcome to this episode of I've Got This Kid. I'm your host, Sharina Williams, licensed speech and language pathologist, homeschooling mom of two, who's officially back into the new school year, and wife of one. I'm here to discuss everything speech, language, play, development, and everything else that falls in between, y'all. I am so excited to be back another week. You guys keep sending in your questions. Keep just doing the things that you guys are doing. Keep subscribing. Join our mailing list. And honestly, if you haven't done so already, rate the show. Tell us what you think. Honestly, give us your feedback. We would love to hear from you guys because remember, we are better together as a community. And so we are today continuing with the back to school series. And if you have not caught up on past episodes, you should really check them out. Episode one, we talked about, ah, my school's not opening. I'm not a homeschooler. Help me prepare. And episode two, adjusting to new school. Today, we are going to be talking about partnering up with my Sugar's Therapeutic team, our Sugar's Therapeutic team. If you have a kiddo out there with an IEP, or a 504 plan, and they're getting some kind of specialized services in school, we're going to talk today about how to team up and some things that we can do because we know right now that things may not be going back to traditional school the way that we know it. But just because things aren't traditional, it doesn't mean that we can't be intentional about what takes place. And that definitely doesn't mean that we can't put ourselves in a position to make sure that our sugars are learning and getting everything that they need to be successful. Because remember, our job is to push them to purpose and to get them where they need to go. And so I know I've been talking to a lot of parents with sugars who have special needs. Um, You know, clinically, I practice with the early intervention population, a majority of my population that I see when I'm not here with you wonderful people is birth to three. But a lot of you guys who don't have children with IEPs or 504 plans may not know that at the age of three, a lot of time the services shift and they shift from private practices into schools. The sugars go from private practice to schools because the state won't fund or subsidize their growth and development and their learning and their needs, they um, they shift the funding from state funding, federal funding to school funding, right? And that's a whole different can of worms. But right now, some families are either not, who have sugars who are turning three, who are supposed to be making that shift into the school district, they may not be getting the services or services may be different, or maybe their sugar is a little bit more on the moderate to severe side of things. And so attending to one of these is just out of the question. Like parents are really concerned. They're extremely concerned. Or parents are even concerned because they've never learned how to carry out a lot of the things that the providers do. Um, They haven't learned how to carry it over within the home making it functional. And that is a huge reason to have some concerns, right? For parents who have children who are quote unquote, typically developing and don't need the additional services, they don't necessarily have those same concerns. They're, they have concerns and I don't want us to take that for granted, but the concerns are different. Those concerns are, is my child attending to what's happening on this screen? 
Am I equipped to deal with um, teaching them this information if they can't handle what's on the screen? And are they learning? Are they going to be able to learn? Are they going to be able to supplement a lot of extracurricular activities? How's that going to look, right? What's what's the day going to look like in general? Whereas my families with children who have special needs, the concerns are a little bit more deep, right? It's not just making sure that sugar who may need a little bit more time to master academic goals, that that might be a concern, like those sugars who may need a little bit more time mastering those academic goals. It may also be, but they were also receiving speech therapy, occupational therapy, physical therapy, behavioral therapy, like a lot of those things are happening in the school. And so if you if you world changers out there haven't learned how to do that, that can be a tough pill to swallow like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? But I want you to, you know, take a step back, take a deep breath, right? Because now I think that this has taught you a few different things, world changer. One, valuing the importance of your sugars team who's providing these services, right? Like, oh my gosh, how do you do what you do? How do you get them to sit down? How do you get them to attend? How do you do all these things? How do you get learning in to this population? How do you make sure that they're meeting goals, right? And for some, they might be finding on the other hand that, hey, you know, maybe little sugar's doing a little bit better at home with this one-on-one support with me. And I'm finding that, you know, sugar is learning a lot more. They're meeting a lot more goals. And I just need a little bit more support to keep me on track of like, once they do this, then what's next, right? And so I'm going to give you guys some tips and some tools to get on one accord with your child's educators or your child's specialized team, right? And when I say specialized team, that just means that they're just not going to school and meeting with a teacher and their classmates, but they might be meeting with a, again, speech therapist, an occupational therapist, a physical therapist, an AAC specialist, whoever it is, right? A reading specialist, whatever it is. That's what I mean by specialized services. So parents, I want us to start here. Foundational things. We always have to start at baseline just to get on, on the same accord, right? And and thing number one I want you to do is know your rights. Know your rights. Know your rights as a parent. Know your rights um, as a caregiver. Know your rights. Know your rights. Know your rights. Now, every year, sugars have IEP meetings. And those meetings, oh my gosh, it's so it's it's intense. It's all these people at the table, all these professionals who've been seeing sugar all year and there's all these tests and all these goals and all this information and it's all being thrown at you. And sometimes there's an advocate and it's a lot. And these meetings can last hours depending on how complex that IEP is, right? And so, you know, during this time that you're having this meeting and for you world changers who aren't sure, you're like, what's an IEP? It's an individualized educational plan, right? And so these individualized educational plans or IEPs, it it has all the sugar's goals on the inside. Instead of it just being, you know, the academic milestones, it's everything that they're working on broken down into jargony terms, which jargony terms means that it is terms that we don't necessarily use on a day-to-day basis. And it's professional terms. 
And sometimes it's really difficult to understand what they mean. And you can speak English your whole life and get a hold of one of those IEPs and be like, I have no idea what you are talking about. I have no idea. I know you're working on something. I just don't know what any of that stuff means. But I want you to know, although these IEP meetings are held annually, you have the right at any time to request for a meeting. And now the meeting might not be at the big table in school anymore. It's probably going to be a virtual meeting now. However they have it formed, it's going to be different. But the purpose of calling a meeting, this is going to be so important, is to get clarity about the goals, to get clarity about what your sugar was working on. This is the time for you to understand from the the provider's perspective, the things that they've been moving to, because I've talked about this before in past podcast episodes, is that the the, um, educational institution, their job is to make sure that our sugars are getting their academic needs met. This doesn't mean that they're always supplying those other needs. And so when sugar is making that transition from three into the, from the private practice into the school setting, Goals change and they become more academic than they are global because before, you know, the birth to three, we're looking at everything globally, but not, that's not always the case in the school setting. And it really depends on your district and what they have available to provide. And so it's really important to understand what's in that IEP. What does that mean? And honestly, can I carry it over within the home? Because if you're not feeling like you can carry this stuff over in the home and you're not feeling empowered to carry this stuff over in the home, that's a reason to be like, it's a real reason to to feel underprepared and a little bit insecure about what's going to happen. And so during that IEP, we want to really not only get clarity, but we want them to break things down in a way and to start to partner up with them and start asking, how do I do what you're doing? How do I carry out what you've been carrying out all this time? How do I meet my sugar's needs in this way? And and questions might even arise of, has, has this IEP even aligned with what my sugar really needs? Are these goals, like, has it been two years and they still haven't met any of these goals? Is it the delivery of the goal? Is it that the goal isn't appropriate? Is it that we need to be focusing on something else? Is it that behavior is getting in the way? What is it, right? And so that's the purpose of understanding exactly what's there and really taking a good look at your sugar and saying, yes, they're thriving. Yes, they're doing great. Yes, they're meeting milestones. Yes, everything is looking really good. Or saying, on the other hand, you know what? Maybe this wasn't a great fit in the first place. And even though I might have been dropping sugar off to school and saying bye every day and seeing them later, It doesn't necessarily mean that their needs were being met and that academically they were getting everything that they need. Now, world changers who are tuning in, who have sugars, who are typically developing, you might be finding the same thing. Like, wait a minute, my sugars needs weren't necessarily being met either. Maybe they weren't learning as much as I thought they were learning. They were getting these grades and it looked like they were mastering stuff, but I got them in front of me and it seems like they don't know as much. Like the grade ain't aligning with what I'm seeing. This is real stuff. And so we can start asking ourselves these questions, but for parents who have sugars with IEPs, 
you have that information right in front of you to know what they were supposed to be working on and how they were going about doing it. And if that information isn't there, it's time to start asking some questions. That's all I'm saying, right? And that would be the time to also change up goals and request for, for goals to be structured in such a way that is moving into meeting their needs, right? Because it makes no sense for our sugars to be in this position to where, you know, maybe they are academically sound, but behaviorally, we still can't get them out the front door. Or maybe they're behaviorally great and we have no problem with behavior, but academically, they still aren't mastering a whole lot. And there's some functional things that we need to start looking at working on to get them through life, right? And so everybody's need is completely different. And so world changers, you know what that is. And now is not the time to make an assumption or to see things for what they aren't. We really need to see things for what they are and start making real sound decisions about teaming up with our educators and not making like, you need to be doing this, not making those kind of demands, but really asking them, you know, what all this stuff means and has it even been working. Now, if you don't want to do something super formal like that, because the IEP is a pretty formal meeting, it gets documented, it's in your sugars chart. You can then ask, call, email, talk to your sugars providers. You can call your sugars providers. You can email your sugars providers and ask them to simply teach you how to do what they're doing teach you how to carry out the things that they're carrying out. If you feel like at home, like I'm not winning, then now's the time to simply ask them, hey, what are you doing? And you know what, world changers? Don't be afraid to get real with them and say, hey, um, what you were working on, did you feel successful? Did you feel like you were getting out of my sugar, what you needed to get out of my sugar. Do you feel like my sugar's needs were being met and you were able to meet those needs? Do you feel that way? Why do you feel that way? Why don't you feel that way? What can we do as a community? Remember, we're, we're talking about helping and teaming up. What can we do as a community to get them to where they need to go? What can we do to make sure that we're all feeling successful because I don't want to send them to you every day and you feel the same way that I'm feeling. Well, that's not fun. That's not fun at all. How can we change and adapt things to where we're both feeling like we're winning? These are real questions. Just because a teacher is a teacher doesn't mean that they always feel successful about what they're doing. And they may not always feel like they're highly supported, but it's our job to come in and to help them along the way and to meet them and to band together, world changers, there are sugar at the end of the day, and we're accountable for them. We're accountable for their outcome. We're accountable for what they do in life. And so we just want to make sure that our educators are tooled up. And if they're not feeling tooled up, let's, let's band together. But if they are feeling tooled up and like they've been high five successful, then please teach me what you were doing. Please, please help me do it. Help me carry this stuff out so I can feel the way that you were feeling. I want to feel excited about what you were doing or excited about what I'm doing like you feel excited about it, right? If your sugar had a behavioral plan, if they had a behavioral plan and you feel like at home what you're doing is not working, 
ask them to virtually meet with you and help you learn how to carry it out. What were you doing? If sugar is over there falling out on the floor, what was the teacher doing? Ask them. What did you do during those moments? How did you deal with that? Were you ignoring them? Were you, were you coddling them? Were you negotiating with them? What were you doing during those times? Help me help them help us be better so I'm not feeling like, how did you get them to transition? How did you get them from, to go from point A to point B? Were you providing multiple breaks? Were you providing, you know, sensory breaks? What were you doing? What supplies did you have? Because sometimes it's not even always about what you were doing. Sometimes it's about getting physically tooled up. Like, what do you have that I don't have? And how were you applying that? How was it working? And again, this is going to go back to that first question. Were you even feeling successful? Were you feeling good about it? You know, I'm finding that I can't get sugar to sit down with me more than three minutes. Is that happening to you? Was that happening to you in class? They were still meeting goals. I think they were still meeting goals. Were they meeting goals? It's time to come from a real place and find out this stuff. We can't keep hiding behind and saying, well, you know, if the school's open back up, I don't have to deal with this. Well, let's deal with it. Let's deal with it and let's partner up. So again, everybody's feeling successful about things. And so by you virtually meeting up with them, it's really putting you in a position to where not only are you empowering yourself, you're empowering and helping your sugar, but you're also helping your, your sugar's teacher feel like they get the support that they need and they are part of a community to help, you know, your sugar meet their educational and lifelong needs, right? And just make sure as you're going through this process that you are coming from a place of humility and that you are trying to establish a partnership. It is so important to come about this and go about this as a partnership versus a I versus you. We don't have time for I versus you right now. Everybody's learning together how to adapt. And so I want you to be able to come from a place of humility and just say, I, I genuinely need your help. And if that specialized instructor is not equipped to provide your sugar's needs, because some people specialize in different things, right? then maybe it's the time for you to ask or request somebody else who can meet your needs a little bit more or ask for additional support or ask for a different set of eyes. It's okay to ask for a different set of eyes. I tell families in a heartbeat, I might not be the therapist for you because I know my therapy model and I know how I like the plan to go. And I am very parent forward. I coach parents. Um, I put parents at the forefront and that's not for everybody, right? Some people just want the therapist to just work with their sugars. And I know that that's not me. And so you have to be able to just ask your, your specialized instructor, like, is this style a fit? Is it a fit for my sugar? Are you, have you worked with kiddos like this before? What did you do? Right. And you don't have to be mean to ask that. And you don't have to be rude or disrespectful to ask that. It's just coming from a real place because your goal at the end of the day is to tool yourself up to get your sugar to where they need to go. We're pushing to purpose, right? And so the benefits of all of this, right? It's more opportunities for generalization. And I talked about that in my last episode as well, episode two, adjusting to new school and really starting to think about how to generalize what was happening in the classroom to start happening with the home. Because the more opportunities we have to generalize goals, to generalize the things that are learned, 
it's easier for our sugars to master. And the more we practice, the easier it honestly gets for us, right? You can't try to ride a bike one time and think it's going to work great, right? You got to practice again and again and again and again until you master it. And that's why they say that if you, you know, you get off a bike, you get back on, you can do the same thing again. Well, that's kind of like generalization. The more you practice, the easier it becomes. And so you can get right back into that established routine, no matter what takes place, right? The next benefit is that, again, it provides more of an opportunity for a partnership between you and the educator. I want us to really be thinking forward. I want us to be thinking ahead about how important it is for us to not be here and the educators to be over here and for us to move closer to here and for us to start recognizing our role within the educational institutions as it pertains to our sugar's growth and outcome and that we're making sure that we're partnering with the teachers as much as possible and the teachers are partnering with us to make sure that sugars are getting exactly what they need from an individualized basis, right? Every kid is different. Every sugar is different. Everyone needs something individualized. And this is for typical sugars and atypical sugars. Everybody looks a little bit different. And we just want to make sure that we're getting, um, you know, a partnership so we can tool our sugars up the right way. The next benefit is that it provides more opportunities for advocacy. The more we understand about our sugars, the more we understand about their needs, the more we can come into the classroom setting instead of saying, that's the teacher, they know what they're doing. They're the professional, they know what they're doing. You're the parent, you know something about your sugar, especially now, if you've been paying attention to your sugar, you've been at home with them for the last few months, don't take for granted what you know about your sugar. Don't take for granted what helps them learn. And instead of it being, you know, you deal with it, let us deal with it. Well, I found that sugar does this, you know, they learn really great when there's light music on. Have you tried that? I learned that if I give sugar a break every five minutes, then I'm able to like really get them through the whole subject within, you know, an hour or within 30 minutes or whatever, whatever time allotted slot you have. But being able to advocate on your sugar's behalf and not just make assumptions like, remember, professionals have a general idea about diagnosis and we have our experiences from past sugars, right? But you as the parent, you have firsthand knowledge that we don't have. And that's why we need to make sure professionally that we're valuing what the parents are saying, but also parents don't undervalue what you know. Come in as an advocate, come in saying like, this is the stuff that we really, really need and make sure that it aligns. It really aligns with your sugar. Please don't try to shoot for the moon and we haven't even, you know, got to the clouds. Like let's, let's make sure that stuff makes sense and that we're building towards whatever it is that's appropriate for them. Right. And that's how we advocate and that's how we partner. Right. The more that we know and the more we come like this, the better things are. And it also provides us more opportunities to steer our sugar into purpose. I am a big advocate for making sure to tool world changers up to think about the decisions that they're making to steer our sugar to purpose, push them to purpose, right? Push them into what they're supposed to do. When they leave my house, what is it that they're going to be doing? What is it that they're going to be, you know, chasing after? What is their 
area that just, what is their contribution to life? That, you know, what is, what's their contribution? What is it that makes them tick and just, I see them light up? What is their purpose? And so we use academic institutions and we use this time that they're in K through 12 or from birth to 12 to really just push them to purpose, to establish things and set up opportunity around them that's beneficial for the long run. We can't take that for granted. And, you know, education is a big part of that. Educating them where they are, educating them based on their needs, educating them in a way to where they can grasp and master that information, the content that's being delivered to them. And so it's not just about our sugars getting A's and B's, but it's definitely making sure that they're mastering this information. And I don't know why this keeps coming up for me, but I can't overemphasize that we can't be so focused on letter grades as much as we are focused on the mastery of information and that our sugars are getting outlets that are in alignment with the things that they're really great at and that we're providing them opportunities to to uh, experience things that they're really interested in and fostering that and nurturing that. And the final thing that it does is it provides empowerment for you. It puts you in a place to where not only are you feeling empowered about delivering the academic information, delivering and modifying their behavioral plan, delivering or modifying, you know, how you're doing things at home. It empowers you in such a way to where you don't feel as as heavy, as burdened, as concerned, as fearful as you may have felt prior to entering into this school year. The more you understand, the more you apply, the more you feel well-equipped, the more you're empowered to help your sugar along the way. And not only that, but partner up and advocate on their behalf. World Changers, it's always a pleasure to deliver this information to you guys, to partner up with you guys. I don't want you all to take for granted your role in the way that they're being taught, in the way that specialized services are being delivered. You have a role. Just because they're getting a little bit older doesn't mean that you still don't have a role. And just because they're getting support from outside the home doesn't mean that that stuff shouldn't be generalized. And so I want you guys to take advantage of this time and really start figuring out the gaps in the areas and the real concerns that you have as to why you may be feeling ill-equipped to deal with this next school year. I don't want you guys going into it so fearful to the point of where nothing's happening. Be proactive, write it down, say the areas, be specific that you know you need support in, and then guess what? Act on it. As always, world changers, it is a pleasure delivering this information to you guys and just getting in community with you guys. Join us next week as we will continue with the Back to School series. And if you haven't done so already, catch up on past podcast episodes, blogs, YouTube recordings, and all of this stuff can be found at iHeartSpeechTherapy.com. And remember, rate us. If you haven't done so already, take that next step. Rate us. Tell us how we're doing. And until the next time, world changers, take care. <laughs>